grab them. You can help hand them out if you don't mind. If he if he needs help. Good morning, everyone. I've got a handout for this morning, but we were running a little behind in the copier, um, and I was about third in line. Uh, so Clint will bring those out here in just a minute and hand those out for me. It's been an eventful morning for me. I don't know about you, but my house doesn't appear to like four degrees any more than I do. We woke up this morning with no electricity and frozen water pipes. Yeah, electricity came on at like 8.30. Uh, stress levels through the roof, um, so I have to make some apologies to my wife and my family. Uh, I probably wasn't the most pleasant person this morning, but we're here now. All's good. Um, electricity came on. Just got to keep praying for the water. Um, like I said, Clint will be out here in a minute to uh, give those handouts for us, but uh, we're going to continue our study in um, Fundamentals of the Faith. This is Lesson 7. So we're almost, uh, we're roughly, this will be halfway through the quarter. Um, just a, a brief recap of some of the stuff that we've touched on. Uh, I'll just make it brief because obviously as we get further and further along, it's going to take up too much time in the beginning of class. But week one, we talked about the authority in religion, if you remember that. We talked about where the authority comes from. It comes from God, it comes from Jesus, it comes from the Bible. Week two, we talked about the two covenants. The Old Covenant and the New Covenant. We're under the New Covenant, but uh, the best way to fully appreciate the New Covenant is to also understand the Old Covenant. So that's what we uh, that's that's what we we're to do. Week three, we talked about the divine origin of the church. Origin is knowing where something came from, and of course that's always very important in just about every aspect of life. And it was uh, we discussed that the church was um, purposed. It was prophesied, it was prepared, it was promised, purchased, and established for us. Week four, we discussed the distinct nature of the church. We learned that uh, it means for us to be a called out people, and we refer to the church then with terms such as a body and a family, kingdom, bride, temple, vineyard, a flock, and an army. Week five, we discussed the unique identity of the church. Uh, we learned, well, we already knew, but we reemphasized that there is only one church. Who was the church founded by? Christ. It was founded upon Christ. Where was it established? Established in Jerusalem. When was it established? That's right. It's named after its founder. Um, the church follows only one law system and doctrine or creed. Uh, it's organized according to the scripture. We worship as authorized uh, by the New Testament, and there are clear terms of what in the church? might be a little hard for you to figure out what I'm trying to lead to. There's clear terms of entrance uh, into the church. Last week, Clint led us, thanks guys, last week Clint led us through a study of the organization of the church, uh, where we... uh, we mentioned that obviously Christ is the head of our church. Each church is overseen by a group of elders. Each church congregation is autonomous. Each church has deacons that serve, and they have preachers that preach. So this week, what we're going to get into, Lesson 7, is going to be the mission and the work of the church. 
All right. So, the church has a, a very uh, glorious purpose. Does anybody want to take a shot at telling us what that purpose is? What is the purpose of the church? To teach? That's that's a function of the church, yep. What about the overall purpose of the church? Does everybody have a handout that wants one? Seek to save the lost. That's part of it, right? You're you're uh, you're all you're all right on track uh, to glorify God. That's right. So no blanks this week. You know, I just put it all in there. There's no writing. You can follow along. I also added a lot of the uh, the verses uh, that we'll be referring to. So if you want to go back later on and and look at that, you can. So uh, right, that's right. So the purpose of the church. The ultimate purpose of the church is to glorify God, uh, its creator, and its savior, right? We are, as a church, we're made up of of just people who have been saved by Jesus Christ, saved from our sins by Jesus Christ, and um, we have all bonded together, we've all banded together to to become one body uh, under one purpose, and that purpose is ultimately to glorify God. It says... to him be glory in the church by Jesus Christ to all generations forever and ever. Amen. That's Ephesians 3.21. Um, and let's, let's also note that there is no greater pur- purpose uh, for the church uh, than to be giving all the glory that we can to our Creator. Um, let's see. The church seeks to be like Christ, to be able to, to say to the Father as Christ did, I have glorified you on earth. I have finished the work you have given me to do. John 17. Um, I think that's pretty plain and simple. Uh, I think that's the top level. That's from the first point to remember that um, the purpose of the church is ultimately to give glory to God. And then everything from there is based on all our actions and all the things that we do uh, from uh, from then on uh, all lead back to that single purpose. Anybody have any thoughts or comments about the church purpose being to glorify God? Because we'll get into some of the other things that you mentioned as well. Yeah, and I think when we were, when we, you know, we think, sit back and think to ourselves, you know, what truly is my purpose? And if we know that it's to glorify God, and how do we glorify God? We do that by doing the things that He requires of us, and He's asked us to do. You know, He's given us a job. He's given us a uh, He's given us a purpose, and that purpose is uh, to glorify Him. Let's move on to now what the uh, the mission. So the Church of Christ also has a mission. Someone said it a minute ago. What would that mission be? What is the mission? What would the mission be of the church? We someone mentioned it a minute ago. To seek and save the lost, right? Um, absolutely. Um, as the Church of Christ, you know, the, the church bears the same mission as, as Christ bared, right? He was here to seek and save the lost, and that's what the church is to do as well. Uh, you know, we're, we're here to save souls. That's part of us understanding that purpose of the church is to glorify Him, and in order to glorify Him, He wants us to seek and save uh, the lost and save the souls. Uh, therefore, you know, any mission, uh, whatever mission he had is the mission that we have, right? How does the church seek and save the lost? Any thoughts? How do we, how do we, like, what are the things that we do in this congregation to help seek? 
it's there's no right or wrong answer here. I mean, I guess there could be some wrong answers, but right, we have we have a congregation that's here for people to come and listen to uh, to hear and learn more about God. Right, we have things that we can do together because that's important for us to all make sure that uh, we're doing this doing this together. Uh, the whole the whole mission, the whole purpose of or the mission of the church is saving souls. So yeah, we have to have souls here. Or we have to be out there looking for them if we want to seek and save the lost. Say that one more time. By example. That's right. Well, sometimes that's tougher than than all the other op- opportunities we have to seek and save the lost, right? Because we forget about it and we go about our daily lives. Sometimes I know I'm guilty of it. I was pretty guilty of it this morning when my power and water were out. You know, I'm not, I wasn't, uh, I probably wasn't winning a whole lot of souls this morning. But, you know, we're going to have our times so and we band together and we, we lean on each other. So at certain moments uh, when we, you know, when maybe we're not being the best that we can be, we have each other uh, to help get us through. Um, any other questions or thoughts about the mission? All right. The Church of Christ also has a responsibility. And that responsibility is to, which should be, I'm sure it's on the handout, the truth, right? That responsibility is to God's truth. Um, you know, we, we always want to make sure that uh, we're being very compassionate. We always have to be empathetic. We have to be understanding. We have to be gentle. We have to be loving. But do we ever have to compromise the truth in order to try to win souls? No, that, that's just, I mean, that's just a recipe for disaster. Is, it, what's, is there an example of that that happens today? Where would that be? Anywhere other than the church. What? What's that? That's right. There's a lot of things out there that uh, that aren't, you know, part of the church that are disguised as the church and uh, you know, lead a lot of souls astray uh, just because they're not they're not keeping up with their responsibility to the church, which is ultimately to uh, to God's truth. You know, it says. Um, I write so that you, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourselves in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of the truth. That's First Timothy 3:15. And if you notice in there, it says the truth, not a truth, but the truth. And I think that's that's kind of the thing that has gotten away from society today is everybody's looking for their own truth. Uh, and they're told that that's the proper thing to do, whatever makes you happy and satisfies you and uh, seems right in your eyes is right for you. Uh, and obviously that's not the case, and we know that. And part of our job and our responsibility is to maintain God's truth as we reach out to those. Any other thoughts before we get into some of the work? Yeah, yeah, that's... The elders definitely have a challenging position. It's a it's a noble position, but it's definitely challenging. I'm sure that they've got to be uh, battling those outside influences uh, constantly. So, you know, part of our another one of our responsibilities, obviously, is to our our elders and and showing them love and compassion as well, and able to help them in any way that we can. But yeah, you're absolutely right. It's important that we have uh, good. In position to help us maintain that. Uh, all right, so let's move on to the Church of Christ has a glorious, right? 
the church, uh, we, since we have the work to do, uh, we're not merely saved just to be saved. Uh, we're saved to do the work. What is the work? What would you say the work is? If I ask, go ahead. Seek and save the lost. Um, you know, there are several things that make that church, make our church work um, the glorious work that we call it out to be. Um, and I'll read those off to you real quick from, from my notes um, and tell me if you have any others. But obviously, uh, the church's work is glorious because it's the work of the Lord, right? That's in 1 Corinthians 15 58. Um, it is work that we can and must do together. So that's key again. We mentioned that a minute ago, but it's key again. It's not just our individual work. Uh, it's something that we're required to do together. Have we been equipped with what we need to do the work? That's right. We have. We already have been equipped to be able to do the work uh, that he's asked us to do, and uh, that's in 1 Corinthians 3, 5 through 9. Does anyone... Um, oh, wait, hold on. The, the Lord works in us as we do the work for him. The more I think that we find ourselves doing the work and we, we make it we make it a purpose, we make it a plan, we make it intentional that we're going to do God's work, I think we will recognize God working with us uh, as we do that. Does anybody have any examples of something that they've experienced uh, where you realize it just comes to you, it's like, that, that, was, not, that was not me. It's, you're doing it because you know it's the right thing to do. That's true. That's true. Um, if it's easy to do, um, if it was easy to do, um, we wouldn't talk about it so much. We have to convince ourselves sometimes and, and lean on each other and push each other and encourage each other to do the things because it's not easy. It's not easy. And I know which one it is. I don't know what it is. I'm sure someone in here does. Does anybody have Romans 12? One, they can read for us real quick. That's right. That's just, you're, you're absolutely right. So, our bodies are designed to do the work for him, right? Make sure that we're utilizing our potential and everything that he's given us, our talents, our potential, everything about us uh, to our fullest ability in order to achieve the mission, which is to seek and save the lost. Um, and then again, what I was asking, does anybody have any examples of something, of something in your life that uh, you look back and you're like, you know what, I couldn't have done that on my own. Uh, but obviously, uh, God was with me, uh, helping me to achieve. You know, so, yeah. 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 You know, when I was thinking about this point to myself, I thought it was really hard for me to find something that I could think of. It was like, I was able to do that work for God because he was with me or that he did that. And I think that's, that shows, um, you know, a, a fault in my, in myself there because maybe I'm not out there striving to do enough to where I'm going to recognize those things when they happen. And, you know, cause I can look back on things in my life and see where, um, it, it's just, it's obvious to me that he's protected me from myself sometimes. Um, he's, he's made situations, uh, manageable for me that maybe were uh, tough that I didn't want to be in. Um, but I'm, I want to know, I want to have a bigger list of things that he's, that he's shown that, 
that I can recognize that he's helped me to achieve for doing his work than it is for things that he's helped me personally or you know, protected me from myself, as I said. Um, so I think that's something that, you know, doing this study, I've recognized I'm going to have to change my focus a little bit so that uh, I'm out there trying to do more of the work uh, than I currently am, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, um, that's one of those things where you just you pray and you'd be thankful that you made it through. You know, because uh, sometimes it's a lot more stressful than it seems. And uh, afterwards, they'll say, hey, how do you think it went? And I'm like, you know, I just heard a buzzing noise for 45 minutes. Uh, but I will say, you know, by being put in situations where you're outside of your comfort zone, whether it is teaching a class or whether it's talking to someone um, that you normally wouldn't talk to or talk to someone that you talk to all the time, but you have a fear of talking to them from fear of lost relationships, whatever that is, putting yourself out of your comfort zone. You know, like Jeremy said, you, there's, a, there's, there's a reason for that. You know, God's with us. He's equipped us to do these things. He's given us what we need, and we don't need to hold back, you know, ourselves because if, ultimately we're just holding back from God. Yeah, we just have to, you know, that's, that's the, those are the type of things that we have to, we have to always be mindful of. And I think if we, if we do make our, our work for the church intent, we strive to do more than what we're doing in my, you know, in my situation. That's right. And we don't, sometimes we may not even know what that, what that income is going to be. And that's a good, you know, that's a good thing to remember to keep us from getting discouraged when things don't go like we thought they would when we're doing the work and you're teaching someone or trying to work with someone and you know they just they just are not they're not taking it and you invest a lot of effort and 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 love trying to get somebody to a certain place and you know you just, and that that doesn't work out right now doesn't mean it won't work out later down the road but it doesn't work out right now and you forget about all the things along the way that may have influenced other people just by working with them you know I've had experiences like that in the last couple of years where you put a lot of time and effort into someone and then now they're 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 gone but there's been a lot of lives touched but we just we got to make sure that we're always looking for that you're absolutely right um, we'll talk about some that in a minute uh, three things that I want to talk about next before is over, I'll talk a little bit about evangelism and that being um, part of the mission of the church as well as edification and um, also a touch on benevolence, uh, missions in the work of the church. Uh, but let's start off with uh, evangelism. The word evangelism, it comes from the same, these are things that I've been, been told, right? It comes from the same um, root word as the word gospel, right? What does gospel mean? Good news, right? Evangelism means bringing the good news. It just makes sense, doesn't it? There's the good news, which is the gospel, and evangelism is bringing that to other people. Uh, And that's exactly how, you you know, that's exactly how we see evangelism, is going out trying to reach those that need to hear the the good news. Um, Because 
All have sinned and fallen short in the glory of God. That's Romans 3.23. The wages of sin are death, Romans 6.23. But, however, the good news or the gospel of Christ is the power of God unto salvation from sin. Um, How does the church... How does the church as a group evangelize? And then also, how does how do we individually as, as church evangelize? Do we do it the same way? Do we do it different? Does anybody have anything that they want to mention uh, or their thoughts on how the church evangelizes versus how we individually? The way we live our lives. And that's that's going to that's gonna work with people in the church, uh, people who aren't members yet, but they're here. Uh, the way we live our lives goes a long way to show the truth. Um, and what is? What else? What are ways the church evangelizes as a whole? Blogs, All right, programs, things like that we put together, events we hold. Um, we now have the vision groups which reach out and they have focused areas that they're they're working on uh, and paying attention to. These are things that the uh, the church can do to bring people together to you know focus on certain areas of evangelism. But then also individually, um, we can evangelize the way that we live our lives and the way we present ourselves every day. Uh, and, you know, that's, that's hard to do sometimes to be perfect, and we're never going to be perfect. Uh, but we try to limit those times when we're um, not representing appropriately. Um, there's a lot of ways that we can do things uh, individually to evangelize. Um, we just have to make it a point. Like I said, it has just like all the other things. It can't that you know, oh well if it ever happens, it'll happen. We have to we have to you know, we won't learn what the Bible says if we don't pick it. We won't reach lost souls if we don't go out looking for them. Um, let's see. Uh, evangelism is in the church. Um, the goal is to spread the good news. And I'm gonna read off a couple of things here in the notes. Um, the good news of the manifold wisdom of God, that's in Ephesians 3.10. The good news about the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, that's obviously good news. That's in 1 Corinthians 15. The good news and the saving power of the blood of Jesus. Matthew 26, the good news of the abundance grace of God. 1 Timothy 1.12, the good news of forgiveness and freedom from sin. Acts 2.38. The good news of the justification by faith in Christ, Romans 3.21. The good news of an eternal home is promised in heaven, 2 Corinthians 5. And also the, um, the command to go into all the world and preach the gospel in Mark 16. Um, so there, the good news is, is, is good news, and people need to hear it. And our, our job is to make sure that, it, that they do get to hear it. Um, if we appreciate our gift like we say we do, and we're supposed to want to uh, make sure everybody, you know, gets gets a chance at that same gift. You know, it's it's that kind of gift that you can sacrifice it, you, or you can give someone a piece of that gift every day, and your portion never gets smaller; it only gets bigger. Yes. Um, evangelism: we are to spread the good news to everyone. Who does that include? Who does everyone include? Now, that's, a, that's a broad term. That's easy to say to everyone. Where should we start? Next door to our neighbors. Right? Our neighbors, should we should be trying to evangelize and spread the good news to our neighbors. Who else? Your Could be your family members. Right? Uh, sometimes that's the hardest one, in my opinion. 
your family members and your friends, because that's another one, your family members and your friends, I think sometimes are, for me personally, they're, it's harder to think about how I would talk to some of them about it than it would to talk to, you know, I have strangers on the list uh, or neighbors, uh, you know, just even our enemies. But what's the challenging part? Why, why is it so hard to talk to family members about it? Yeah, that's probably one of my biggest fears is um, what's that relationship going to be like afterwards, even if, even unintentional. That's right. So it really, it's, it's important to how we approach the the opportunity, so that we can keep those things in mind. So as we passion and and respect uh, again, but not compromising. Um, but for me, it's you know, it, you you grow up with people, parent or a family member or whatever it is, and you grow up with someone your whole life, and you know you have a great relationship with them, but it is concerning of how you would approach it. You know, it just, it gives you a lot of stress. And it's sad to think, you know, for myself, but personally, that I would rather talk to somebody that I meet on the job site than I would somebody that close to me because I'm not worried about the relationship going But that is just, that's all wrong. Um, But I don't know how to get past that. Maybe you guys have figured that out. I don't know how to get past that yet. Maybe there are other things that we can share with each other sometimes, or even right now, of how how to approach a situation like that. Um, if you have a, a loved one that's, um, that's lost and you want to talk to them or you want them to at least hear the good news, what are the tools that we have available to, to do that besides just going straight in ourselves? Because maybe it's that they won't even listen to us about it. Maybe we don't have enough credibility in their eyes because they knew us a certain way before. Um, but I think, I think it was Bobby or Russell one time when I them a concern that I had you know, about a certain individual and trying to uh, approach that situation. And they reminded me that there are a lot of other people in this that would be more than happy to reach out and talk to them uh, on our behalf, even if that's just as an icebreaker. Um, So, you know, again, we have, we have, we have tools, we have tools in place that we can use to, you know, the fear of, of what's going to happen to that relationship. You're, you're right. Yeah, you, I guess what you yeah, because you see it all the time and those relationships, it's not. And I, I'll agree with that. You know, and, and I think um, part of it for me is the uh, knowing the lack of effort that maybe I, you know, when I know I could probably do a little bit more. You know, I, I used to, um, I'm trying to tell myself, convince myself that living by the example only uh, in this person's view is going to be enough to win them over. But they just see that, you know, I'm different, I'm happier, you know. Uh, they know I go to church, but they don't really know a whole lot more beyond that because I haven't made the effort to, to discuss it with them yet or talk to them about it yet. But that's right. Yeah, I, I, think, I think you're absolutely right. I think that we, you know, when it comes to evangelism, evangelism can be a broad, a broad thought about how we're going to reach, you know, people in Bowling Green as more on a personal level, like how are we going to reach so-and-so that we work with. And we just need to, you know, I, myself, I can speak for myself, is, uh, you know, I can do better about it. And um, the more I study and, and, and think about things and, and get to spend time here with, with you all, the more confident I get in it, the more I'm like, you know, sooner or later I'll be able to do it. 
but we can rely on each other for help, we rely on each other for strength, um, and that can be sometimes if maybe we're trying to reach people that aren't those that I'm talking about right now, but just evangelism as a whole, we may be more effective uh, together in certain situations. So, um, you're right. Well, let's move on so we can hit these last two real quick. Edification. Edification has to do with building up and promoting growth. What kind of growth is that that I'm referring to? Spiritual growth, right? Um, Edification and uh, encouragement are essential to our Christian growth. And And it's also responsible, like the church and us being members of the church... Part of our responsibility is helping to other member other members of the church to grow in their spirit, spiritual uh, walk as well. Um, so it's extremely important. And you mentioned it uh, earlier about how far encouragement goes, and it means a lot. It means a whole lot. It means a lot to those who are stepping out of their comfort zone and doing things that they don't normally do. Encouragement or just listening to someone, you know, really listening to someone and encouraging them to do to do more, to help out, to uh, to to step up and and do things when you recognize what their talents are, and let them you know let them know and you know, help them recognize what their what their talents are. You know, a word to one of these young men, as Bob mentioned earlier, that are doing the devos in the forest sometimes. That kind of stuff goes a long way. It goes a long way. In a young person's life, just as much as it, you know, makes us all feel good when somebody tells us, "Good job, you did such a great job." It feels good to to hear that confirmation uh, from others. So, when it comes to encouragement, um, let's let's make sure that that's a a big portion, a big thing of what we focus on inside the church with each other and outside the church. We can encourage other people as well, uh, but let's let's focus on encouragement inside. The church. Does anybody have any any ideas of ways that we can be more encouraging to one another, or, or maybe not more encouraging, but just the things that you do or we can do to encourage one another? Those are, those are nice to get. You know, I I like those cards. Those those are nice. You just when when people tell you, you know. When people tell you good job or you get a card, you realize that somebody has recognized something about you. You've, you've tried to do or that you're working on, you're trying to improve in your Christian walk. Um, it really does a lot to, to build you up and, and push you to the next step. Um, when we first started coming here, um, you know, Cassie knew everybody almost. She knew a lot more people than I did at least. Um, but there were there were several people that I felt like were going out of their way to us, you know, and talk to us and and encourage us to to keep coming because up until that point when we first started coming here I was a brand new Christian and that's something that really means a lot. You know, I think about how many times um, we came and I would bet it was the first year and every time we were here Russell came up and talked to us, tell us how glad he was that we were here. That's the kind of thing that keeps you coming back, and it may help you get over the hump of uh, anybody else want to say anything about encouragement? Yep, just be a part of it. It feels good to be asked to be a part of something, and um, it feels, it may be something that you want to do, but you're just scared to death to do it. You don't know how to start, but, but 
by someone including you. We've done that before. I know with um, new teachers in, in Bible classes, uh, you know they've got the talent to do it. They've just never done it before. I was in the same boat at one point. And then you get you to buddy up with someone or pair up with someone. And it just breaks that, that just brings that, that fear down. And before you know it, you're helping someone else out. Um, so those are the kind of things. And if there's something that we're doing, like you said, that we can invite or include others in, I think, I think that, that goes a long way as well. The last point, and we're going to run out of time, but the last point I want to talk about uh, the mission, and, and its mission of saving souls, the church, is given, the church of Christ is given the work of benevolence. Um, benevolence. Benevolence is dealing with the physical and material needs not necessarily the spiritual needs. And benevolence is supplying temporary assistance, right? That's not personal. It's not, I mean, uh, it's not a permanent assistance. Um, But the ultimate goal of benevolence still must be on the eternal. And, you know, that we know that we're doing that for a reason, and that reason is to help help save souls. Um, There are things that we do here uh, at the church, I know as part of the benevolence group, there's a, a group of deacons that kind of oversee see that. If if you have any interest, obviously, or any um, thoughts or uh, recommendations or ways that you feel like you can help, you know, for sure, reach out to them and and see how you can get involved. Um, but in conclusion, obviously, there's a whole, mod, whole lot more we could talk about when it comes to benevolence. Uh, but I, I feel like that we all have a good understanding of what, what that entails. Um, but again, seek it out. Be a part of it because it's an important work of the church as well. But in conclusion, the purpose of the church uh, is not to operate as a political arena or shape public policy, of course. It's not to be a social welfare organization. It doesn't replace the parents and home life for our, for our kill, children. It shouldn't be, the focus of it shouldn't be as a uh, recreation area. Uh, uh, And there are a lot of things that the church is not, but what the church is, is what we need to focus on. And that is a place uh, of bringing glory to God and fulfilling uh, the mission to save souls and to speak the truth, hold on to the truth. And um, it's great because... You know, the work of the church is great. The church is great ultimately because God is great. So I thank you for your time this morning. Thank you for the comments. Um, Y'all, please, I would ask that you'll pray that when I get home, my water is on because I can't stand it.